back to the Anthony Gordon Show. It's uh, it's a real, real pleasure to have uh, in the studio someone who, in a very short amount of time, I realize really connects with, I think, one or two of the main reasons why we launched the Anthony Gordon Show. So, uh, firstly, a warm welcome to the Reverend Jesse Lee Peterson. Welcome, uh, Jesse, to the Anthony Gordon Show. Thank you, Anthony. I appreciate you having me on. Thank you very much. Of course. So, uh, as my listeners know, the genesis of the Anthony Gordon Show, um, as someone who's you know been on the speaking circuit for uh, several, several years and has had a lot of access primarily to the millennial generation on campuses, yeah. uh, speaking at various events, Here's what I found, Jesse, and this was building inside me to the point where when, uh, you know, Dennis Prager, Ben Shapiro, some of the folks we know in common suggested, Anthony, you know, you have the right profile. Uh, you, you should uh, share your thoughts with a larger audience with the following, Jesse. Number one, I was deeply, deeply concerned uh, with you know, multiple access with, with a particularly younger generation then I saw the following. Number one, huge degradation immorality across the board. Yeah. Uh, number two, complete breakdown uh, in the family units uh, to the point where it's almost scorned uh, and it's almost, you know, it's almost uh, looked at in, in, a, in a negative way. If, if people want to have, uh, you know, traditional, uh, you know, traditional family, family values and then the other things that just was sort of the final catalyst was my concern that we're living in an entitlement generation. You know, everything's coming to, uh, you know, I, I, what's axiomatic to me, and I, I think you share probably the same belief, is that life is a gift and that, you know, everything, every time we wake up in the morning, there's nothing that's guaranteed. And the good old work ethic uh, is something that millennials uh, sort of battle with. So, as I was going through the thesis of the Anthony Gordon show and my concern that so many people play victim today and I'm preparing for the show, it dawned on me the following, Jesse. I think both you and I uh, have more of a spiritual bent. And I think both you and I, I I'd like to think, uh, you know, have the intestinal fortitude to uh, articulate what a lot of people are thinking but are scared to say. So what I think would be a great help for our listeners, Jesse, if you don't mind, is to give us a context um, of the, I guess, the beginning of the uh, of Bond, the Brotherhood Organization of a New Destiny, uh, and to help us understand, you know, if, if I had to put a mission statement under your name, what is, what do you hope to achieve in the next three, five, seven years? Because clearly, uh, you've had a tremendous courage You've taken the road less traveled, and I, I, I sympathize with so much of the work that you do. Thank you. For uh, 31 years now, we have been rebuilding the family by rebuilding the man. My organization is all about that. And I realize that until we bring back the family, it's over for America. It's over for the world, really. Because one thing that the enemies of good the enemies of God hate is that order of the family. You can't destroy the children unless you destroy the family first. And so Absolutely. I um, 
I grew up in Alabama under the Jim Crow laws. I lived on a plantation. Okay. I worked the plantation. My parents and their parents and their parents worked this plantation. And we didn't have the issues that are out there now. There was the Jim Crow laws there. There were for black only uh, water fountains, white only. But yet we didn't have the issues that we have today because the one thing that black Americans had going on at the time is the family. Parents got married. They had children under the umbrella of, of marriage for the most part. That was grandparents around. We were taught to work from day one and, uh, and not to blame anyone. I've never grew up blaming anyone for anything. We were taught to tr love God with all our heart, soul, and might, and our neighbor as ourselves. Yep. So we treated everyone the same, white people, anyone, because we knew that the battle was a spiritual battle, warfare between good and evil. It has nothing to do with yep. uh, male or female, black or white, or any of this crap that we have been told now. And so, but yep. what they have managed to do is to destroy that family. They have attacked the fathers and got rid of them. And they have uh, brainwashed the mothers and children, not all, but most, to, you know, that men uh, uh, hate women and men hate this and that. Yep. And they are turning the women and children away from the father. And so what we're doing is bringing the family back. And in my, in my nonprofit, we tutor, we counsel, we have... Um, Entrepreneur Academy, where we are showing Fantastic. men how to start businesses. We even older, we started a credit union to help them get it going. Those that need it help, and they have to sure. pay back. But the most important thing is to bring them back to God, to turn men and women back to God. Because if you don't love God and He is not guiding you, you have nothing. You think that it's so, physical. And what I've he, noticed over the years, too, Anthony, is that. The millennials have been brainwashed, dumbed down, and demoralized 100%. by the public school system, by uh, the universities and colleges around the country, and that they are now, they don't really want to work. They don't know what to do in life. They don't know how to earn their way, and they all feel like victims. And so we have been speaking to different young people around the world, really, pointing them back to the fathers teaching them to forgive their mothers and fathers for not guiding them in the right way and turning them back to morality. Because once you return to morality, you can be guided. So much of what you're saying, Jesse, reiterates a lot of the sentiments of what, of what I've been you know, discussing with a lot of guests. Why do you think there's such a strong drive, Jesse, to take God out of the equation, to make uh, religion the demon, to secularize the world, I, both you and I, as, as God-fearing human beings, I honestly don't know how people get through tough times if they don't believe that there's a purpose, if they don't believe that there's right. ultimate accounting. What's driving, let's call it the powers that be, to take God out, it's secularized, and you know what? Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. <laughs> yeah, the so-called powers that be, I call yeah. them children of the lie. They're children of Satan. They love evil, and they, uh, evil is working through them in order to destroy good. But you can't destroy good unless you destroy, get God out of the way, unless you destroy the family. Because for all those who truly believe in God and they're living that way, you cannot destroy them. They have to get God out of your life 
in order to destroy you. So they hate the children of God because in them is the love and power of God. And unless you right. get rid of that power, especially in men, unless you get rid of the power of the man, which is from God, you cannot destroy the women and children. And so they literally hate God and they hate the man because the man is created. The male is created in the image of God. They are sons of God. And so the, they hate the sons because of the father. And so if they can take God out of your life, then the rest is easy to brainwash, dumb down, and demoralize you because you have no values. If you don't believe in God, you have no values, no principles, anything goes. Our values come from God, not from someone else. So your last point, uh, Jesse, is so on point. As you well said, if you take God out, then morality becomes relative. You can keep moving the goalposts. Right. Whereas if God's there, there's parameters, and this, this is, it's not because God is flexing muscles. He knows the DNA of what's good for us better than we know. What's yes, right. yes. So, so I, I, I'm thinking to myself as you speak, Jesse, and think for folks like yourself and, uh, and Larry Alder and others, you know, for a, a black man in the environment today to have the guts to articulate what you, what you just have, which obviously is something which is close to my heart, uh, there must be tremendous pushback. It is, but I'm okay with that because I love what's right with all my heart, soul, and might. I love my country. I love the Constitution. I love all people. I don't hate anyone. And so I know that we're going to have that spiritual battle. But because of my faith, belief in God, and I know God is working through me, and I know yeah, that sure. anyone who truly believes in God, they have the power to defeat evil. Because when you truly yeah. believe in God, you have no fear, no doubt, no worries, no insecurity. You know that the Father's with you, and he's guiding you to defeat evil. We can overcome evil with good, and good only comes from God. And good is not a weakness, it's a power that's given to us by God. And so when they attack me, they call me names, they call me the N-word, sure. Uncle Tom, sellout. I get threats every day and all kinds of stuff. I'm not moved by that because I love what's right more than anything else. I have a son and he's married, I have two grand, he has uh, two children, I have grandkids, right. and great grandchildren. But I love what's right more than I love them. I love what's right more than I love myself because I know that that's God working through us. So we got to bring God back into the forefront of everything. Because if you notice, especially in America, the first thing they do, they take the man away because the man represents yep. God. In the public school system, no mention of God. They don't want you to do the Lord prayer. And they don't mind about other religions. They just don't want God mentioned. They don't want in the universities, in government, They'll try to destroy God because that's what, once they get him out, they can bring on any kind of destruction because people are afraid. They have doubt. They're vulnerable. They, they were, yeah, they're subject to evil. I remember, long story short, while growing up, black Americans did not have fear because they believed in God. They did not believe in the government. They didn't have so-called leaders guiding them. They fought right. and did for themselves. But once the civil rights movement happened, which should have never happened. It was a big mistake to let yep. that happen. Their so-called civil rights leader took over the black people as their leaders, 
And then they sold the blacks to the Democratic Party, and it has yep. been downhill ever since. We got to bring that order of God back. I, 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 what I love about what you're saying is a lot of things, but the one point that you said, which I, is so clear, is I always tell people the acronym EGO, E-G-O, is edge God out. Yes. If you've got your, your ego and the energy and the power of God cannot coexist. So I see a guy like you, Jesse, and, and I, I, I pick this up viscerally. You honestly are sitting there and you're saying, Anthony, I'm a conduit. You know, I'm a conduit. And therefore, a few things. Therefore, no one's going to move me. I'm attached to but all-powerful, immutable, and therefore, yeah. at the end of the day, I know we will, that I'll prevail. But I also noticed something else, and we, uh, and that is, you know, it's not a personal thing for you. It's you don't have to get angry. You know what you know that this is uh, this objective uh, truth or not. But it must be in the same breath, Jesse. I look at a guy like you. And <laughs> it, it must be moments where it's very lonely. I mean, you know, it, it's much easier to just sell out and to do the, you know, do the politically correct thing and kick back and eat pretzels. Well, in all honesty, you're right in that once you're truly born of God and you're doing what you're supposed to be doing in life, you do lose a lot of so-called friends and family members and you really, you know, a lot of people don't agree with you. But because you have the father in your life, you there you, you may be lonely alone, but I mean, you're not alone. You know, there's nothing yeah, in me sure. as of this day that say, hey, I want to give up and go back to the world. I want to do what they want just to have friends. I don't care about that. I love what's right. I have perfect peace and I'm living by that. And I know that is from God. And in the last yeah. 31 years, he has taken care of me, even though I lost a lot yeah. of friends, so-called friends. Sure. They were never friends anyway. Uh, yeah. It's with all the pretense. Because as long as you go along with them, they pretend to be your friend. But once you disagree with them, then all of a sudden they're no longer friends. So you really see who your friends and family members are. But because I have perfect peace, I love what's right. I don't feel that I'm missing anything because God is taking care of me. I want to share with you an anecdote, Jesse, which I think you relate to and also want to be respectful uh, of your time. So. As you probably saw in my background, um, you know, my group represents a lot of professional athletes. I've been to the draft many, you know, uh, many, many times. So obviously, um, many of my friends are, are, are black. I'm the same way as you. I try to be colorblind. I'm not, uh, yeah. I'm into souls. And that's the way I, that's. So recently, uh, I walked in with one of the well-known uh, NFL guy. And he said, Anthony, you're a smart guy. Look around. What do you see? So I took a shot at this because I, I think that I was getting a sense of what he was driving at. And I said, you know, all the young draft guys coming in are are coming in arm in arm with their mother. There's no father figure. Yeah. There's not. And he said, bingo. He said, that's why you become like the rabbi to these guys. And they, they don't have exactly what you said, Jesse. They don't have, if they don't have that rudder and that, and they, it's a very, very confusing thing. And, and therefore. What, no, finish your point. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Thank you. And therefore, if they don't have the father figure as someone who's benevolent and altruistic, it's hard for them to think of their father in heaven. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, God said that there will come a day when I will return the children to the fathers and the fathers to the children. Well, that day is at hand. That is needed more than anything else, because unless you return to the father, you would never become yourself. 
You got to yep. return to the fathers. And that's why they have the the world, the liberal media, the, the Democratic Party, even the right old Republicans and the never Trumpers and all these people. They hate the image of the father because they know that if those children grow up close to their fathers, then they cannot be deceived by the world. And if you don't love your earthly father, then there's no way you're going to love God because the earthly father is the image of God. And the last thing they want you to do is to return the children to the fathers. And if you notice, the attack is up on the males, uh, the boys and the men. They, want, they call them rapists, uh, child molesters, yep. abusers, or uh, misogynists. They, it, yeah. They're constantly trying to degrade the boys. They're trying to turn them from boys to girls, anything yep. to get rid of the image of the man, the image of God. And that's why boys and men are so hated. The millennial guys today are so weak that it's absolutely pathetic. And the reason they're so weak because they have not had that father example in the homes. They're not yep. taught and encouraged about men and boys in schools. Every time they look around, they're weakening men, trying to make them think and act like women instead of like men. And so we've been working to bring the millennials back to God. And it's been amazing what I've seen. Amazing. When they realize what happened to them and they forgive, their lives totally start to change. They finally become men again. So I'm glad to see that. I can imagine. I always try and think, what would my listeners want to be uh, asking of you, Jesse? And I know we, we have a little of a, a small uh, time crunch. So here's one thing that I know people would be thinking. If money wasn't an object, if there was a donor driving along the 405 freeway right now listening to the podcast and said, you know what, this guy's got it together. This guy is articulate. We can I send this guy $100 million. If money wasn't, what would you tell me what you would do to try and fix the problem? I would continue to uh, return to men and women, but boys and girls and men back to the father so that they can return to God so that they will see that there's no such thing as racism, sexism, homophobiaism, Islamophobiaism, Debbie Dadism, white supremacism, no isms. It's yep. about character. I would return yep. them back to character, back to God, so that we can start dealing with the reality of what's going on. And the reality is it's a spiritual battle. It's a warfare between good and evil, right versus wrong. You're either of God, which is of good, or you're of Satan, which is evil. And we, that battle is there working through evil work through people, just as good work through people. But we got to restore the men. We got to restore families. We got to deal with this spiritual issue without fear and doubt and worry. Yep. And it's only going to start when we can point the right way to God and also rebuild families. We got to rebuild the families. We must overcome fear because if they can get you to have fear, they can control you. Fear of losing 100%. something. They always tell you, well, if you speak up, you're going to lose your home. You're going to lose yep. your job. You're going to lose your reputation but we, or something, right? So God wants us to be in the world, but not of it. He would take care of us. He tell us not to worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about yesterday. I will take care of you. Just be right and do the right thing, and I will take care of you. He wants us to love him and love our enemies, love our neighbors as ourselves. Tell the truth and don't be afraid. 
What I love about what you're saying, Jesse, and I, and I know that we have to, we have to, uh, the curtain's coming down on your time, but what I love about what you say is when it, be, if you position this and articulate this as it's really a spiritual war yes. between good and evil, then race is completely marginalized yeah. and all the isms are rendered, are neutralized. And it's about, as you said, it's about character, it's about integrity, it's about whether or not you're going to hold yourself up accountable to a higher being. And that's, I believe, what the founding fathers of this country yes. uh, were, were memorializing uh, in the Constitution. You know, uh, growing up in Alabama, I never heard my parents or grandparents or anyone else sit in the home and have a conversation about slavery or about Jim Crow or yeah. or, or, or uh, uh, racism and systemic, no conversation like that at all because they knew it was a spiritual battle. They knew there was good white people, good black people, bad white people, bad black people because they yep. knew it was a spiritual battle. And all those who did not believe in God was of Satan, it was of evil. And evil hate good and good hate evil. Somebody's trying to win. But if we were to turn to God, greater is he that's in us and he that's in the world, we can defeat evil with good because Satan has already been defeated. He has no power, no authority. He only tried to brainwash you to believe a lie. And once you believe a lie, he controls you. You will destroy yourself. And the one thing I've shown for a long time now is that God is a revelation. He reveals things to us. Satan talked to you in your head and made you think that thoughts are true. All thoughts are lies. That's why God said, bring thoughts into captivity and he will reveal, live in the present with God and he will guide your way through revelation. And Satan will deceive you with words. He said, my children shall know me by my voice. And his voice is a voiceless voice and Satan's voice talked to you. Once you return to the Father by getting to know yourself and stop hating, you'll be fine. It's amazing. So to, to end, uh, Jesse, the reason why I believe uh, that what you're saying uh, is clearly resonates is I'm an Orthodox Jewish guy. You're a reverend, you're a preacher, and yet we're completely in sync in terms of, you know, what the work that needs to be done. I'm not looking at you as a black man. I'm sure you're not looking. Uh, you look at me as my character, uh, yeah. you know, what my life mission is. Um, where can people learn a little bit more about your work? Uh, they can go to rebuildingtheman.com, rebuildingtheman.com, or Jesse Lee Peterson, and or Jesse Lee Peterson.com. Jesse Lee Peterson. Dot com. Jesse, I know you have to. You, I know you have I also to. Jam. have a TV show, the Fallen State TV. It's amazing. So the Fallen State TV. Brilliant, Jesse. I know that we will be in touch, and there's a lot of work to be done. But I thank you for your time. Godspeed. Continue your good work. It's a dark world out there, but you are someone for sure that it's bringing, it's igniting a light in a, a dark world. And I wish you Godspeed and continued good health. Thank you very much, and I appreciate you having me on and helping us to get the word out there. I really do appreciate it. Thank you so much. My pleasure. We'll be in touch. Godspeed. Absolutely. God bless. Thanks, Jesse. All right. Thank you, buddy. God bless.